are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in football fans to another episode of the Locked On NFL podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day here with your Tuesday host, Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter and myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola. This football season will be different and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Luke might not want to talk to me for the rest of this episode <laughs> because of what Alvin Kamara did in terms of what we watched on Christmas Day, I imagine. I'm imagine still recovering. Yes. I'm in a very sensitive and touchy place right now and need to be handled with kid gloves. <laughs> Understandable. Well, I don't have kid <laughs> gloves, but you can get some Pepsi because Pepsi is a freshman that you need to power through any game day, even ones where a running back runs for six touchdowns and become a member of the League of Football Watchers <laughs> because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. On today's episode of Locked on NFL, the Washington football team makes a surprise move, cutting and moving on from 2019 first round quarterback Dwayne Haskins. What happened? Does he deserve another shot? And if so, where might he end up? Monday Night Football ends with a blowout as the Buffalo Bills steamroll the New England Patriots 38-9. to Stephon Diggs unlocks Josh Allen's true potential, and now they'll storm their way into the playoffs. The NFL also adds a 17th game to next season, and there are some marquee matchups on the books. And finally, Marcus Mosher of Locked On Dynasty Football comes to talk to us about 2020's best fantasy performers and who he believes the number one selection should be in redraft leagues next season. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints, joined as always by my good friend Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, and this is Locked On NFL. All right, Luke, so big news hit on Monday morning as the Washington football team has chosen to wave and move on from their quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. He's been dealing with a lot of issues here recently. He was fined for violating COVID protocols. Uh, He ended up not showing up for media when he was supposed to speak with media, potentially all these other things as well as some on-field issues, of course, as well, being benched and then coming back and then being benched again, all this other stuff. Uh, Look, they end up moving on from him. It's a bit of a shocking move, but it feels like a lot of this was sort of in motion already, at least for maybe the off season or something like that. You feel like he deserves another shot after everything that has led yeah. to this point. It's tough because we don't really know like what goes on behind the scenes and the conversations that were had. Right. And we know that Washington's culture has had many a problem. This is the latest in a long, long line. But where where I think mostly is kind of where this leaves the Washington football team, because Dwayne Haskins was kind of supposed to be the future and he mm-hmm. hadn't played in well enough. And for a while, it kind of looked like Washington was going to have a top five pick. Well, now they might make the playoffs. They might be stuck in the 20s. So right. where do we go from here? This is a strange limbo. And, and it's I, I don't think anybody in their right mind thought Dwayne Haskins would be the long term answer in Washington uh, really since, you know, he was drafted and he started playing and it was kind of clear he wasn't playing well, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know where, what, what happens next year if you can't get your hands on a Justin Fields or a Zach Wilson. Right. And, you know, you can try to trade up for somebody, but you have to kind of hope that there's a Lamar Jackson falling in the draft, which is a, a rare occurrence if it ever happens. So, yeah, it, it's a difficult situation for, for Washington that they've kind of put themselves in 
not necessarily by this particular decision. It kind of sounds like they had their reasons, mm-hmm. um, but just by the whole process of, of drafting a Dwayne Haskins 15th overall, when there were, you know, other players on the board, there were Noah fan, Jeffrey Simmons was on the board, a million wide receivers. I mean, they ended up with Terry McLaurin later in that draft anyways, but you had both the Ole Miss receivers. You had a, a, right. a lot of other options you could have gone with to bolster your team. And, you know, you didn't get your quarterback. So going for your quarterback didn't work out. And it's really unfortunate, hard to fault them for going for a quarterback in the situation that they were in. They were kind of priced into it. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of see what what's next for that franchise and what's next for Haskins himself. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that he does get another shot. I, 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 I understand the value of picking him up off of waivers at this point, because then you lock him into that cost controlled couple of years that he has left on his contract you have the opportunity to pick up the fifth year option all those things are there but I could also understand teams waiting and maybe just bringing him into camp at the end of the season or waiting to see what he does for himself over the offseason all those things I would like to see him end up in an organization that maybe gives him another chance that is a steady and good organization he came into Washington while Washington was an absolute just uh, I mean, just a bad place to be. I'll just say it that like way. peak Dan you know? Snyder chaos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think chaotic. Chris Russell will hate us for 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 no, 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 not Dan Snyder, <laughs> not at all, not at all. And shout out to Chris Russell, host of the uh, Lot to Washington Football Podcast, because he's literally the hardest working man in the business having to cover. This. Oh yeah. Is it's every week something, but I mean, look, I mean, he came in and in the midst of all of this chaotic stuff and everything going on within this, this very, just not great organization. And then he's the relic of that in terms of being the holdover as the new regime comes in, new team president, new mm-hmm. coach. Well, Rivera didn't pick him. Right. Exactly. Like he's just a relic of that. And they were talking about changing the culture and his, actions maybe let themselves maybe to a little bit of the culture that was established when he came into the NFL. And so I'll be curious to see if he can end up somewhere where they might be able to break him up those habits. I think like an organization like Indianapolis, for instance, that has a quarterback centric yeah. head coach that has leadership at the position uh, between not even just Philip Rivers, but even in Jacoby Brissett, who's been, you know, to with a couple of yeah. different himself has started and not been the guy has been benched all those other things but has found ways to make himself useful a fantastic organization that organization has run very well from top to bottom so far that we've seen at least i'd feel like if he got another opportunity in an organization like that even just as a backup that could do wonders for him as a potential rebound later on yeah and i think uh, credit to washington at least for you know and this is a, a washington regime that inherited him not one that picked him right and i think pulling the trigger on a move like this even though their hand was made it a little bit easier because there was some off-field stuff right mm-hmm. that doesn't help uh but it makes the decision a little easier but i still think credit to washington for for cutting bait here because yeah. what you don't want to do is talk yourself into well we have dwayne haskins and then if there is a dak prescott on the market or something like that you don't want to let the existence of dwayne haskins prevent you from from biting on that mm-hmm. and i think that you know it, it, we've seen that a lot i'm i'm thinking back to other you know kind of quarterback busts that we've seen and there's been certainly plenty you don't want to decline an opportunity to get a better quarterback because of a guy you still maybe think could possibly work out, but probably won't. And that's what Dwayne Haskins is. And I hope he pulls his, he's young. He's probably, I mean, he's 23, right? We all learn stuff like this at 23. So hopefully his career can kind of turn it around if he can get himself into the right place and just get himself into the right headspace. And I think that there's plenty of examples of that kind of thing happening, but I do think that from a pure football perspective, Washington made the right move here Mm -hmm. and 
whatever quarterback opportunities come along now, they have all the reason in the world to go after it with, with everything that they have. Yeah. Bottom line is it's unexpected, but it could be the right decision for both parties. Absolutely. Speaking of making the right decisions, are you ready for some playoff football and some bowl games? College football heads into bowl season. There's some big matchups coming up, especially all the whole month of January and the NFL regular season is finishing up. The playoff picture is becoming clearer and there's only one place that has you covered. One place that we all trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on, all one word, for your 50% welcome bonus. We have all sorts of fun stuff coming up, especially, you know, we're about to talk about the bills. The bills are going to be in a fun playoff matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're going to see that if the Steelers have anything left in the tank and then once the chiefs get involved and once probably the Packers get involved, then things are really going to get fun, but whatever kind of football you're into, or if it's bowl games or whatever, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And Luke, I don't know about you, but if you took the spread uh, going up against this game on Monday night, the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots, you covered very, very easily because that's exactly what Buffalo did. <laughs> I will have you know that I, a lifelong Bills fan, did. There you go. There you go. Lifelong Bills fan Luke Braun in the house. Uh, the Bills end up winning this game. Excuse me. End up dominating this game. 38 <laughs> yeah. to 9. Uh, the oh. New England Patriots kind of showed up for the first quarter. Uh, that's about it. But then you had you know record-setting performances by both Josh Allen, surpassing franchise records for most uh, passing touchdowns in a season. You had uh, Stephon Diggs absolutely lighting up this defense after he and JC Jackson went back and forth a little bit early on in the game. And Stefan Diggs was kind of like, I'm going to come back for you. And then he found him getting three touchdowns in this game, one 145 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. He ends up jumping a couple of franchise lists as well, including receptions and receiving yards. Uh, he's been outstanding and you have a really good opinion on the fit for him and Josh Allen. Well, yeah. And this is the opinion when that trade first happened from the Vikings to, to the bills, my first thought was this is the most perfect thing you could possibly imagine for Josh Allen, Mm -hmm. because Josh Allen up until this season, he's been throwing better this season, but his biggest flaw was accuracy. He wasn't able to put the ball where he meant to put it. And a lot of that was just a power thing. He's got a cannon of an army had trouble controlling it. This is young quarter, young, strong arm quarterback, pretty classic stuff. And when you have an accuracy issue, a player like Stefan Diggs, who, I mean, he's not huge, right? Uh, like height wise, but he right. plays huge. He, he plays mm-hmm. way bigger than his actual body is. He just has this giant catch radius. Yeah, tell and me he it. even said, <laughs> <laughs> what, did something happen? Is there something uh, yeah. <laughs> that happened with Stefan Diggs to you personally uh, that you would like yeah. to discuss? Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> something, something's creeping up, but I can't figure out what it is. <laughs> A distant memory. Yes. Um, no, but like. He actually said, I I was uh, listening to the radio broadcast of this game. And on that, they were talking Mm -hmm. about a conversation they had with Josh Allen. And Josh Allen said that Diggs basically would come up to him and say, I'm open when I don't look open, throw it, 
throw me open, basically throw it to a place that I can get to, and I'll find a way to go win that ball. And that has been catching in like crazy yeah. for the Bills. So when you're Josh Allen and you suddenly don't have to hit a, a six-inch window, like a lot of other quarterbacks kind of find their way, find, make their careers out of hitting these really tight windows, um, when you're Josh Allen and you have to hit a 15-yard window and you just have to heave this thing up and Diggs <laughs> will come out, come down with it, yeah. honestly... And this is going to make me sound like a completely ridiculously insane Vikings fan. Randy Boss had similar conversations with his quarterbacks. <laughs> well, no, but you're right, though. You're right. Like that sort of like throw me the ball mentality wasn't limited to just throw me the ball within this very tight window. It was literally right. like put it around me and let me make a play. Right. And that's exactly what what Moss did for a whole bunch of weird quarterbacks like Jeff George back in the day. <laughs> right. um, and, and that's the effect that that Stefan Diggs can have. So if you can take that and then have Josh Allen just get a little more accurate and he just developed a little bit, suddenly Josh Allen is having this almost MVP caliber season if Mahomes and Rodgers didn't exist. And, and the Bills are just dripping with power. They're just like finding they're just stepping up on the national stage and slaughtering someone every single week. I am yeah. so excited to watch these Bills in the playoffs. They are such a fun team. They're such a complete roster even the chiefs i think that this is a really really tough team to take out yeah it's gonna be it absolutely is gonna be and they're they're in a good position now heading into the final week of the season to try to wrap up that number two seed in the afc they have a pretty clear path ahead of them and they're looking great this is the first time by the way that the bills have swept the new england patriots in a season since 1999 how sweet it must feel to pop oh. into Foxborough and just decimate them. <laughs> <laughs> that had to feel really, really good. And the good thing about it is that, yes, we get the Buffalo Bills for the rest of the season. But, of course, they're going to be just as good, maybe even better next season. And next season, we get a 17th game of the Buffalo Bills and every team around the NFL. And as Peter Bukowski broke down yesterday, we know how that 17th game came about, what it means, what the context is. But now we know what those games could could potentially look like we know what the, the sort of one game crossover is to where we're going to have essentially both Norse playing both West and then each South plays it plays you know kind of where it ranks within each South and then each uh, East will play each East so we have it, it works the place. same as the as the in in conference uh, like rotational things where if right. you if you got first place in your division you play the team that got first place in that division. Right, exactly. And so we've got some really, really good matchups here. And there's also uh, the perspective of how important actually ending up with a first team schedule is and how much it actually affects your schedule now. Yeah, because before, you know, you'd say, oh, a first place schedule, that's a much harder schedule, but that only affected two games. And now it's it's only still three games, but that does like change the landscape of things. Definitely. But there's some really interesting matchups here. Like uh, we see like a, a New England and the New York Giants. There's a, the Boston, New York thing. There's a lot of history there, mm -hmm. but it's a different world, right? Because, you yeah. know, especially what we saw tonight, New England is in a pretty bad way. If they can't rely on Cam Newton, who looks pretty, I don't know, and he, he doesn't look like he has it anymore. Right. Uh, you're not going to go with Jarrett Stitt him the Patriots don't exactly they're not exactly flush with like draft capital or anything like that to go get it so Bill Belichick kind of dropped the ball yeah. but kind of so did the Giants these are two teams <laughs> in a lot of chaos and I mean now they're sticking with Daniel Jones maybe longer than they should because I don't think Daniel Jones is any better than Dwayne Haskins and I think mm -hmm. Washington might be ahead of that curve so that's a really interesting matchup of kind of two yeah. teams that might be clinging to life a little bit here unless one of them fully dives in and embraces the rebuild yeah, absolutely. If the season were to end today, we would also get a really nice matchup between the NFC North and the AFC West. We would get the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs, a potential Super Bowl rematch if they don't, were. Don't make me agree with that. 
if they happen to be the Super Bowl this year, obviously I'm not rooting for that. I'm rooting for something a little bit different. Uh, but that could be Aria. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Uh, but that could be a very, very interesting matchup. We also have one that's at the bottom of a couple of these divisions as well. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who are locked into the number one overall pick as of right now, and pretty much this is this is essentially set already. They would be taking on the Atlanta Falcons, who could be in their own kind of uh, certain way with a quarterback situation, depending on if they decide to move forward with uh, Matt Ryan or whatever it is that they decide to do as that new regime comes in. But that could be a really interesting matchup to watch as well. Yeah, kind of old guard versus new guard. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is a, a reasonably fair way to do this, right? It's weird to have a 17th game and the home and away thing is going to be weird. You're going to have teams that get nine home games and eight right. away games. I'm sure if you asked anybody in the actual league, they'd say, well, that would be a pretty lame excuse if we wanted to use it. Like, whatever, we'll go on the road and play an extra game. Um, and you'll probably have a lot of international games that kind of mess with that as well. I wonder how many of these end up in like London or whatever. Um, but I right. think it's a generally pretty fair way to do the, the 17th game. And I think once we get used to this being part of the schedule, I think it, it will just be happy to have the extra football. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I just realized one other matchup that could be very fun. The Philadelphia Eagles, hopefully led by Jalen Hurts next season, maybe going up against the New York Jets and their new quarterback, too, if they decide to change, make a change at quarterback. Uh, that right. could be a lot of fun. Right? Zach like, Wilson or whoever yeah. they go with yeah. uh, in, in the draft. And hey, maybe the Jets can finally get a quarterback. Maybe they can break through that wall. And if you have a wall that you're trying to break through, whether it is a mental or a physical wall, you can break through it with Built Go every day. It's the best workout gel on the market. And it comes in these one and a half ounce little squeeze packages you can put in your pocket, put in your golf bag, power through the back nine. Uh, and it's like a, like a five hour energy uh, where you mm-hmm. get that wonderful kind of smooth hit of energy that lasts throughout the whole day, but you don't get any jitters. You don't get that crash afterwards because Built Go has a lot more natural sources of energy. It comes from vitamins B6 and B12. You get 10,000% of your daily intake of those vitamins. It also has beta alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. It is also loaded with collagen protein, which is a natural fast absorbing protein that gets in your system fast. It's easy on the stomach and it promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So if you want to kick a protein and a kick of natural energy, go to builtgo.com and use promo code locked and you'll get 20% off of your next order. That's promo code locked for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. All right, y'all, don't forget to check in every day with NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson as they host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson NFL show every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are here with myself and Luke Braun here on the Tuesday episode of Locked On NFL. Thank you very much for being here with us today as we wind down the show and we wind down the fantasy fantasy season. I know I'm winning in my money league right now. We still have, at the time we're recording this, half of a Buffalo game, and I've got Stefan Diggs in there winning it for me right now. So yeah, we're doing good. okay. We're doing all right. But every Tuesday, we're always joined by one of our Locked On fantasy experts this week. We've got Marcus Mosher at Marcus underscore Mosher, host of Locked On Cowboys, as well as part of the team over at Locked On Dynasty Football. Appreciate you coming through once again to be here with us for our fantasy forum marcus i'm i'm doing well ross how are you guys doing over there I, have you calmed down since the alvin kamara explosion the other night i mean has your has your body taken it all in yet uh one sec 
Yep, yep, yep. Alvin Kamara just scored another touchdown. He just scored another <laughs> touchdown. I'm good. I'm good. No, everything's been great. Uh, obviously, I'm still riding high from that. It was such a fun watch. And obviously, he put up mad uh, fantasy points in that game. I think it was around, it was like 56, somewhere around there. 56.2 in PPR leagues. Just absolutely incredible. Insane. Insane. So I kind of want to start there. We're talking about big numbers in PPR leagues. Let's talk about the 2020 season as we're winding down a lot of championship games, as we mentioned earlier, are winding down. They're finishing up. Who were the biggest and brightest stars of the 2020 fantasy season for you? Yeah. So first and foremost, you would be, you would be surprised that Alvin Kamara actually didn't have the biggest PPR game right. this season. Did you know that? No, I did not actually, know that. There was actually one player that had a bigger game this year than Alvin Kamara, despite him scoring six touchdowns and totaling 170 yards. That would be Tyreek Hill. Remember that game where he had like 200 uh, yards in the first quarter <laughs> yes. uh, against Tampa Bay, 13 catches for 269 yards and three touchdowns. Ross, there's only three players in PPR leagues this year to score 50 or more points. Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. and then Tyler Lockett early in the season against nice. Arizona. He had that, remember that 15 catch 200 yard game and three yeah. touchdowns. We don't see very many 50 point games in the NFL for, for fantasy football. So to have three people do it in one season, uh, that's pretty spectacular. Yeah, it's a humongous offensive explosion throughout the season, of course, throughout the NFL. And it looks like it was definitely reflected in the fantasy, uh, in the in the fantasy season as well, and in the fantasy realm. Uh, you know, you guys are doing some great work over at Locked on Dynasty Football, keeping everybody up to date with everything going on, fantasy football related every Monday through Friday over there. And one of the big conversations that I think a lot of people are gonna have is how they should prep for next year now that this season is winding down. So I want to know, you mentioned that you had uh, some ideas about who the number one pick should be next season for fantasy well i think most traditional players are going to go running back early just because it's so Mm -hmm. hard to find those guys and you can make a case for a couple different players between alvin kamara Mm -hmm. derrick henry and dalvin cook and i think there's a gap after that between christian mccaffrey just because of his health and jonathan taylor but the guy that i'm taking as of right now number one in my drafts in 2021 is travis kelsey Fantasy football is all about having an advantage over your opponent. And right, we have a lot of running backs now at the top, and they're not too different from one another. Kamara can have big games, so can Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Yeah, Uh, that's just not the case with Travis Kelsey in the rest of the league. Darren Waller is really good, but after Kittle, Waller, Kelsey, there's a pretty significant drop. Yeah, I definitely get you're like kind of looking for for gaps, but I wonder if that's worth maybe missing out on one of those like more elite running backs or if like if Kelsey is like better enough than the pool to be worth it I'm going to give you some good stats on Travis Kelsey okay this season he is averaging 10 points more per game than tight end three in fantasy football which is TJ Hawkinson (laughs) he is averaging twice as many points as TJ Hawkinson Uh, he scored 142 more points this season 172 more points than tight end 10 in your league so if you're playing in a 10 or 12 uh, team league. He's, you know, most weeks 11 to 12 points better than whatever crap you're starting it at tight end. And <laughs> right. if you're like me at all, you've been just streaming tight ends all oh, season yeah. long because it's so bad after the top three. So I love having tra- Travis Kelsey in my lineup. I want him. I want him to stick him there at tight end, not have to worry about it. And I can find running backs and wide receivers later. I'm not worried about that at all. To have a guy like that in my lineup each and every week just gives you such a big advantage. So Travis Kelsey, the early front runner for the number one pick in 2021. 
Wow. What do you say to the folks that say, hey, I'm not picking a tight end first overall in my fantasy league? Well, it's okay to, to not come in first place in your league. It's fine. I mean, I know a lot of people <laughs> just like making the playoffs and being competitive, but I want to win. I, I want the advantage uh, every week and giving having Travis Kelsey in your lineup will help you do that. I love it. I love it. Uh, who would be, I mean, I know that we're going to see, you know, Christian McCaffrey coming back next season. We see the explosion from Alvin Kamara in this game. A lot of folks are probably going to ride high on that after seeing that toward the end of the season. You've got Dalvin Cook, who had a great year. Who's kind of that top running back for you right now coming out of the season? I think it's still probably Alvin Kamara just because the floor is so high. He's in a great offense with Sean Payton. The offensive line's really good. Uh, the touchdowns can kind of fluctuate from year to year a little Definitely. bit, but I just think between the passing game options and how well he, how good of a runner he is, I think he he's that number one guy. But again, this is going to be a great year coming up to have like the fourth pick, right? Because if you can get one of Kelsey Kamara, Henry, or Dalvin Cook, you're going to be sitting just fine. And even Christian McCaffrey, if he's in that mix for you as well, uh, it's going to be a really nice year to have a mid first round pick. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, I'm looking forward to next year, especially if I can finish this year out the way that it looks like I might. However, I know my championship weekend is coming to an end. Many people's championship weekends are coming to an end, but some folks are still playing into week 17. What advice do you have for any week 17 fantasy players? Yeah, play in a real fantasy football league that does not have you playing in week 17. Because listen, Ross, look at the games this weekend and look how many teams are going to be playing backups and that don't have any motivation to play. You could have mm. some significant fantasy stars being rested. That's not that's not the way you want to play fantasy football. You want your best players on the field in the most meaningful games. Get out of week 17. Join a real league. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Marcus, always a pleasure to have you on. Make sure you all follow Marcus on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Check him out. Uh, one half of the team over at Locked on Cowboys along with Landon McCool. And then all the folks over at Locked on Dynasty Football. We appreciate you, brother. All right, everybody. So tomorrow on Locked On NFL, Tony Wiggins, who does Locked On Jags, is going to do their uh, weekly draft segment, as oh. well as covering all of the stories from the day. That it's is too perfect. It's too listen. perfect. It's, it's too perfect <laughs> that we get the Jags guy on there. And then, of course, James Rappian, who does Locked On Bengals as well. They're in not bad draft position as well. So that is going to be some really interesting conversation. <laughs> Uh, so make sure you guys hang around for that. As for us, we'll see y'all next week here on the Locked On NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.